Sarah, we're back. We're back. Raging workaholics. I am fully raging today. <laughs> Are ah. you? Yeah, well, you got um, your bush hat on, so you should be raging. Yeah. Raging workaholics is presented by Simple Lawn Solutions. Mm-hmm. I got teased. About what? Your lawn? I got, I got teased on the lawn. Really? Third winter showed up. Oh, <laughs> it did ago. show up again. Yeah. And now yeah. I have to wait just a little bit longer to be uh, out there doing some yard work. It's supposed to be 50 this weekend, so it's all yeah. going to melt. Well, I did the classic don't shovel because it's probably going to melt in a few days. Uh-huh. Just gambling on that. Yeah. Um, but something that you shouldn't gamble on is your lawn. Is your lawn. Mm-mm. Don't do you can it. gamble nope. on the driveway shoveling. Don't gamble on your lawn. Nope. And the best way to not gamble and have a surefire thing to have the best lawn in the neighborhood, you go to simplelawnsolutions.com. You order up their fertilizers, their lawn foods, all the stuff. Ship it to your door. You spray it on your lawn. You have a couple two-tree beers on the in the driveway. <laughs> you know there's snow there. Uh-huh. Um, and just admire that lawn all summer long. So if you want that lifestyle, go to simplelawnsolutions.com and uh, be feeling pretty good. Yeah. Good. Speaking of not feeling very good, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah. Miles. What happens when you get told no? That, uh, doesn't feel, that doesn't feel very good, does it? I want to cry sometimes. It's yeah. okay to cry sometimes when someone Should says no. Should I cry in the podcast? They won't be able to see it. Uh, yeah, I could give a v- audio visual. <laughs> okay. There well, she's now on. tears are rolling down her face. Don't really make S- me cry. Snot, snot is now rolling oh, out of her nose. Yes. There's very dramatic. There are, when there I are fluids leaking from her face from everywhere. Oh. I don't know. No, now she's drooling. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my God. When I cry, I don't ugly cry. <laughs> or maybe I do. I can't see myself. I don't like look in the mirror. Oh my goodness. You're so funny. Okay. No. Not like that. So today we're going to talk about what happens when someone in business tells you no. Yeah. Some, you, it's okay to cry. I know. Maybe don't cry in front of them. That mm-hmm. might be a bad look. But it might be a last Hail Mary to get a, uh, you know, the yes. They yeah. might just panic and just mm-hmm. say a yes to you okay, because you cried. Can't hurt your chances. It's like, it's like uh, and yeah. uh, uh, told, told me that one time she cried in front of the cop to try to get out of a ticket. It didn't uh-huh. work. It, it actually didn't made work? It worse. Oh, yeah. shoot. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. maybe that I'll can make it worse. I'll have to talk to her about how to yeah. do that. The, <laughs> no, not the crying it wasn't part. Enough, to get out of a ticket. It wasn't part. enough snot. Down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting told no kind of stinks. It does stink. It's not fun. Um, and what I like to do when I get told no yeah. is I go into, I think it's probably part of my nature is you, you analyze what went wrong, mm-hmm. why you got the no. Mm-hmm. And how you can get a yes after that. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could talk about the different things that probably went wrong that you can an- analyze and fix. Or maybe there's nothing to fix at all. Maybe it's all on them. Mm-hmm. So, Sarah, mm-hmm. in your mind, what are some reasons people say no? Um, I think maybe, one, they don't understand the value in which. So... What if, there is an acronym and I'll, I'll remember it when I'm not talking, but 
the uh they're either they don't understand the level of service they don't understand the price it's usually or it just might be the wrong time for them or the wrong product yes so that or product or service so it's usually just a miss miscommunication or maybe they're not ready or not right it's not right for them right i i think a lot of times we f- don't realize that maybe they're the wrong target for what you're trying to sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I th- it's like, um, that would be, it, it's, and it's tough to like analyze that and go like, well, is this the right person to even be selling to? Like, mm-hmm. did I ever even have a shot at getting a yes? Right. You know, because mm-hmm. it's not the right age group or, the right sector or maybe your product isn't going to work for this type of business or or all of that. And so I think that one is, it's easily fixable, which is nice. Yeah. You know, cause then it's, you just, you're just aiming at the wrong target. Yep. Yep. And then trying not, and not putting a personal responsibility, personal emotion to the no, it's not about you. It's about them and them not being ready. Yeah. And, and a lot of times too, I think in that scenario, a lot of people will just say, like, I, I don't really have a use for this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably a trigger in your brain of, oh, maybe I'm targeting the wrong people. Yeah. You know, well, like. Yeah. And the first thought is, is I said something wrong or I did something wrong, but we should probably reframe our thought. Into, yeah. Yeah. Right. If someone says, no, like this, this isn't right for me. And yeah. it's like, you know, like, oh, I didn't pitch it well enough for mm-hmm. this or that. It's like, well, maybe we should rethink that and be like oh that actually means that i shouldn't even approach them in the first place because they're not the right target market yeah yesterday we had a little bit of that uh melissa and the core counts team presented at something um and core counts is all about like helping managers be better leaders and building trust and vulnerability and all the things um and one of the gentlemen in the audience is a tech guy um and he said but what if managers don't what if what if we don't want the manager to care? Well, then you're not our target market. It was my yeah. response to that um, because there's lots of people who do care and want people to be successful. So and in that, it was easy to say, then you're not our target market. We know that people who are introverted and have no desire to lift others up is not our target market in that te- technical right. space or whatever. So that's a lot easier when we've already identified like, no, nah, this it's not our stuff isn't for everyone. It's for certain people. Right. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that it's like, well, everyone should buy this product because mm-hmm. I think it's great. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, well, not always. Right. You know, uh, I was actually watching the Hugh Hefner documentary. OK. The, you know, Playboy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on Amazon Music. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, well, it's a great example of like, not everyone likes Playboy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of people that think that it's degrading and all that other mm-hmm. stuff, but he did have his target market and he knew that. Yeah. Whereas if he was trying to sell this to the wrong people, it would have, you not know, probably well. flopped and, <laughs> and it wouldn't have gone well. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like an extreme example. Yes. Um, But the same thing, if you are a vegan restaurant, right, you probably don't want to be targeting to people who are you know maybe not going, advertise at going, the stock market going or hunting uh, and, and all that because they like eating meat and steaks you know <laughs> right. like and it, it sounds elementary and simple mm-hmm. but i mean 
don't put your vegan restaurant in a neighborhood that statistically has a lot of people who like eating meat. Right. Yep. Go to where the, the vegan is most concentrated. Right. right? Yeah. And it, and I think that that can also help eliminate some no's. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, yep. for sure on the target. Mm-hmm. Um, I, And I think if we kind of analyze where no's, what what goes wrong when a no happens, you know, you're aiming wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're, I hate this response, mm-hmm. but they don't get it. They like, they're not in a spot. They're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that happened to me a lot when I, before I was doing you betcha and we were doing the social media marketing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that just like weren't ready for that expense for their business yeah. because they couldn't see the value yet. And it didn't matter what we said. It wasn't going to change our mind yet. Yep. I bet their tune's a little bit different now, five, six, seven years later, mm-hmm. right now, maybe they're ready and it's a good time to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's probably one, another reason. And then the one that's the toughest pill to swallow is the, you weren't good enough you didn't pitch well enough. Mm-hmm. You didn't prepare well enough. Like you didn't mm-hmm. do enough research on the company. That one is the one that stings. Don't yeah, you think? It does. It does. Yeah. And I think that the, it just stings in the moment. Cause after you have a moment, a time to reflect, then you can be like, Oh, I could have done this better. Or I could have said this better or, and, and taking ownership in that. Yeah. And that that's actually fixable yes. because I can control me I can't control anybody else. So it's actually fixable to say, what could I have done differently? And then do that next time. But in the moment, it's like, ugh. yes. Yeah. What, when you get a no, mm-hmm. talk me through your mental processes on if it's, if let's say you guys didn't prepare well enough, you didn't know their company and mm-hmm. the industry well enough, and you pitched to them mm-hmm. and they said no. Yeah. What, like where does your head go in that scenario? Um so if it's if it's a if it's a prospect and not a and not an actual client the emotional journey and mental journey is a little bit different. So if it's a prospect um it depends on how excited I was for that or how I thought um we can really help that person. So but first thing is if we wanted them why, what did we do wrong? Like, what was the price? Was it that they didn't, we didn't establish trust early enough and cause we're financial. So we have to establish that trust yeah. right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the things that would go on if it's, um, somebody who's been working with us and, and they make a transition or make a transition decision. The first thing is what did we do wrong? Did we not communicate enough? Did we not blah, blah, blah. And then once you identify that, what do you do to fix it? So depending on, yeah, it really depends on the situation. So we either, like one thing that we've done is we've modified. So I was the only one who was uh, pitching uh, prospects and I would just say, oh, we got a new client. So now when a new client approaches us, I I still have the intake meeting. And before presenting the proposal to the potential client, I share with the team so they can be like, no, this actually doesn't fit us or yes, it does or whatever. Gotcha. So before I would just make the decision and then they yeah. have to deal with the consequences. Now we bet them a little bit more. Yep. That makes sense. Um, I think when I think a no that actually is a weird one to kind of process is not like a, your restaurant's just easy, right? Yeah. Your restaurant and you're like, 
I want a refund. My food sucks, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a very easy no to be like, okay, this one's easy to analyze. That was a clear no. Mm-hmm. I think the hardest like no's in air quotes mm-hmm. to figure out are non-returning customers or our sales are down by 10%. Mm-hmm. Like clearly people are deciding not to come into the restaurant. Is it because they had bad service? So they're not a non, they're never coming back. Uh-huh. Is it because it's now bright and sunny outside? So they're grilling on their back patio, mm-hmm. you know, like understanding those no's or the failures in business yeah. of having a dip in the and and it's tough to not just be like there's such a fine line between analyzing a failure and just throwing out excuses right, right. Mm-hmm. like i find that even when i'm in meetings with you guys mm-hmm. like you're like okay you know what happened in this month that's not so great and like i start s- listing the reasons why i think yep. it's like that mm-hmm. and it just sounds like excuse excuse <laughs> excuse excuse uh-huh. and after a while you're like God, I just. Then we say, Miles, you can either have excuses or results. You can't have both. Yes. (laughs) And then you, but I also think too, that's an important point is it's fine to have excuses Mm -hmm. for a reason why, Mm -hmm. but then you just have to kind of go like, regardless of this excuse, we still need to figure out how to perform. Yeah. And I think that that's why you betcha has honestly been successful is that's kind of been our motto of mm-hmm. like we have no startup money mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like that's one example mm-hmm. but we can't use that as an excuse to not grow and this and that yep. we just have to f- get smarter yes right we do okay we don't have any money to buy blank shirts and hold inventory so let's just do a pre-order system it's a little bit painful for the customer at first, but this is just how it's got to go, right? Mm-hmm. Then we built our merchandise off of the pre-order system because, you know, the current climate of what we had and yeah. all that. And so I think there's a fine line, or at least there needs to be a, it's fine to identify the excuses of why something bad happens, mm-hmm. but then you can't just accept that. And yeah. Well, and the excuses are fine because if you, if you like, for instance, in our meetings, if you look at the numbers and you're down and we never even talk about why you can't prevent that going forward because you never even figured out why they were down, whether it was this, we didn't have a push and last month we did or whatever it was. Well, and and it helps me too. like a real life example is, you know, merchandise website sales are down. Mm -hmm. Well, why? Well, we just actually promote it less now Mm -hmm. you know we don't put out as many merchandise posts yeah so that's one two i was not sharing any of the burden of the financial uh what'd you call it uh financial monitoring of the merch side right Uh i was the only one holding in my head the benchmark of what we need to get and like Ryan and the rest, they're like, I don't really know what Miles thinks is the benchmark. Mm-hmm. And now I've communicated, this is the benchmark of how many shirts we want to sell every single month. And now it's now I'm sharing that burden there can see a definite goal. Yeah. There's a sense of urgency when there's not, that's not meeting up with that. And mm-hmm. so like, that was one way that I analyzed that is, oh, I'm the only one that knows that we're not doing well, mm-hmm. not 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 doing well, but just like not thriving. Right. Right. And so I think um, identifying from the excuses of 
you know, things are down when we didn't do that. No one knows that we're not doing as well. Mm-hmm. All that good processes and things can come of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just not being okay with the excuse. Right. Because yep. I think that a lot of businesses, they let their excuse for why something's not going well be the feel good, I'm doing all right, um, you know, I'll get it tomorrow, mm-hmm. this and that, and all of a sudden the I'll get it tomorrow, that I'm doing all right becomes I'm doing bad. Well, tomorrow never comes. If I, if I do it tomorrow, I will be out of business. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and I think that sometimes you just got to just, yeah, that sucks, but we got to fix it. Yep. And I, I think the other thing too, um, when you are analyzing something that lo- didn't go well, don't get defensive. Like that doesn't help when you're like, you, I mean, excuses are the reasons why is beneficial to analyze. But if you're just like, well, it's not my fault. And if, it's okay for yeah. your ego to be hurt for a little while. Yeah, for, oh, for sure. And right. Th- yeah. It's yeah. Good like, like it's okay to cry. It's okay to be like, well, I don't think it's necessarily okay to cry. I yeah. wouldn't cry, yeah. but it's okay for you I'll to make cry. You cry one of these. It's days. okay for me to go home and sit sulk on my couch and Ann be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I just, ugh. I hate this TV show, you know, and it's like, that's clearly not the problem. Clearly not. Yeah. Um, but then if I woke up the same next day and I was still that way, that would be bad. Yeah. It's yeah. okay to let your ego have a moment, be hurt for a little while, but then you got to pick yourself up and keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ben, do you have a question on failure or getting nose in business? Hmm. I guess my question is, with failure getting that no um how do you move on after that like do you or do you even ever try when you get the no to convince that person or that organization to come back yeah i think my approach is like once you say no to me like unless it's like a talk to me in six months i think i might be ready if it's a soft no Mm mm-hmm you know, I think you can come back to it, but in my head, when like someone's like, "No," I'm like, "Well, you're dead to me." <laughs> That's what I, the yeah. phrase I was thinking was going to come out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're dead to me. So, yeah. all right. Well, good, good riddance. We'll see you later. Yeah. Um. So I think that that after that, I think. Um. How do you do it? Um. A little bit different than you're dead to me i guess i try <laughs> i'm a little more extreme than you are i keep the door open if you will um so whether it's i don't burn bridges but no, mentally no, no. it's like okay well no and you're not dead to me is not what you how you actually behave but um yeah so i i try to keep the door open or say what do they say in those emails where they say somebody's moving on to the next organization? We wish them the best in their future endeavors. Yeah. Moving on to greener pastures. Something <laughs> yeah. Like that. yeah. The corporate language of or, or so-and-so's out last, to pasture. last oh, day yeah. is Friday. We're going to have cake in the break room and we wish them luck in their future endeavors. That's how that goes. So yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of same thing. Yeah. Um, what was the original question again? Um, at what point do you, like, have you ever tried to get them to come back and how do you do that? I think the biggest thing when, in like, when someone says no mm-hmm. is to just get out of the mental loops. Mm-hmm. The mental loop of I sucked. 
we lost this and that, like too many people are just playing that loop on repeat. Yeah. And it just goes over and over. And all of a sudden you do then suck and you do like, I'm never getting another client again. Like Mm -hmm. to me, it's okay to have those thoughts, but Mm -hmm. like keeping it playing over. I mean, that's just like life, right? Yeah. Whatever you have on a loop is what's going to eventually happen in the real world. Yeah. Well, my loop's already telling me who who is the next client. Who do I have on the shelf that I need well, to secure? You know, my loop is actually what? like when brand brands like let's say we do a one year with two year option, right? Yeah, and they don't renew. And they don't renew. Uh-huh. It's like sweet. We got when now we can get, we can get we another have an opening for well, something. No, more. now we can charge someone more because we signed this a year ago, mm-hmm. and we now have the X amount of more followers and mm-hmm. clout and all that other stuff. So we, we can charge the next person more than what we would even gotten in that second year anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think like approaching no's and failures that way is like a good way to do it is like, look for the opportunity in it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I like that. <sighs> yeah. But I would agree. It's kind of how I used to approach like, relationships as well yeah you know like romantic relationships you're Mm -hmm. like well you know clearly we weren't going to get married so this is like an opportunity to find the person that you're going to get married to you know there you go i'm gonna let you go find the person you're supposed to marry that's what you said when you broke up with girls you know what (laughs) yeah no, I, (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm not good enough for you so go ahead and spin it like that a lot of them would probably agree with, with that <laughs> statement, Sarah. At least at that time in life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it's just like no's and failures hard. Yeah, it is. I do think that it's important. And, you know, we and you had a conversation about like everyone's soft these days, right? Mm-hmm. They don't, everything's just handed to them. They get ribbons for eighth place and this and that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I do agree that there is a lot of that and it's not great for especially in business, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um but I I I think that it's it's also like the people who kind of have gotten beaten down the most mm-hmm. and don't quit are like the ones that end up in my mind being the most successful. Because it's like they just know what it tastes like to be at the absolute bottom. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just like a the chip on your shoulder. Yep. Like use the nose and the failures is like just a, to build a bigger chip on the shoulder. Yep. Fuel the fire. Someone with a chip on their shoulder and talent Ooh. is like the scariest human to go against. <laughs> right. Like you're not going to win that. Nope. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, I I agree that and and those failures are those things. If you take them the right way, you can learn from them and be better, versus just getting down and and it's like totally it. fine to take something that's not even really a failure and make it part of a chip on your shoulder. Oh, okay. like I've done that. Have you? Yeah, like uh, like I remember it was a guy the same age as me here in town, and mm-hmm. like he was winning awards for entrepreneurship. Uh huh. And he wasn't really doing anything great entrepreneurial wise, but okay. he just like knew the right people to like get to the get awards. awards. <laughs> and the chip on my shoulder was like, I'm going to like actually 
become a good entrepreneur and like basically do the F your awards, whatever, like type of chip. It's like so uh, kind of convoluted in my mind now that I'm like saying it out loud. Yeah. It's like weird. It but it's like, but it does like you can kind of use anything. It was just like, I'm like, I'm objectively smarter than this guy at business and he's winning awards. Like, screw this. This mm-hmm. is dumb. Like nothing against that guy. Right. Yeah. But it's just like, this is dumb. I got a chip on my shoulder. Like I'm going to show these people like, what actual entrepreneurship looks like. Yeah. And, you know, uh-huh. yep. it's like, you can kind of use that. Do you have a chip on your shoulder? I'm ch- that's what I'm trying to think of. Um, yeah, I guess anytime that somebody says no or, um, then I, I kind of, I don't, think that i think this i don't ever say it so now it's going to be out for the world to know or it goes on in my crazy mind um is that um i I don't wish ill on you but i know that i you'll be better with me than without me yes um so that's why so it's not like whatever but it's kind of like i told you I told you uh, you need me. Yeah. And now you're going to come. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Crawling yeah. back a year later or whatever and have a mess for me to clean up. And I don't want that for anybody, but still. Yeah. Kind of think that. Or. A little chip. A little, yeah. A little, a little okay. Bit. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. I'm going to go do way better over here <laughs> without you. Yeah. I don't need you. <laughs> yes. There's a little uh, bit of that. That. Well, that and um, like in town, they have like marketing awards as well okay which i think Mm -hmm. is like the funniest thing ever because we should literally win every single award we have to apply for them i know but (laughs) that's how dumb the awards are is it's like off of campaigns like you know like they won for this campaign because it was like in amount of people that reached and this and that we literally in one video will like get more views than all of these ad campaigns combined mm-hmm. and they're yep. like winning awards for that. It's just very funny to me. Yes. And that's like a little chip on my shoulder of all the like everyone just standing in a circle being like, yo, we're great, aren't we? Yeah, we're great. Mm-hmm. And it's like just like a whole world. I don't know. <laughs> like you watch the award shows, you know, everyone's been talking about the Oscars. But like if you sit down and you watch an awards show, yep. it's just a bunch of famous people just all just high-fiving each other yeah yep. it just like feels so weird well and those like, movies all get there because the studios campaign for them they're not actually like the best well, movies they just buy they yeah. just buy the awards you yeah, know it's exactly. like uh-huh. so dumb and it's just like that type of shit puts a chip on my shoulder of like i'm gonna actually do things that are deserving of award and mm-hmm. but i won't get one no yeah. you know like mm-hmm. I, I i totally get that i totally get that it's like uh it's a part of the part of the chip on my shoulder is like we the 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 Facebook, Instagram, all mm-hmm. them, they won't give us a blue check mark. Oh. And it's like kinda like, you know what, I don't even know if I want a blue check mark anymore. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I don't I love even it. need a blue check mark. You know how many emails I get like if you pay this much money, you can be named the top whatever woman in business finance or whatever. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, mm, that makes me Just question. Just buying the award. Yeah. I, I hope that I go my entire career and don't win a single award, but have the biggest business. There you go. You know what I mean? Like that's way go. better than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just screw that. Yep. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. So yep, those are some of our chips as people. Yeah. Not people winning. Though. Take it's all your no's and your failures and just make it just build the chip on your shoulder. <laughs> 
over and over. It's getting bigger. Yeah. And then, but, and then some things like come along that actually make your chip smaller in my mind. Yeah. You know, like you start having success and maybe like the chip on your shoulder, one of the chips that I had starting it was like, Mm -hmm. couldn't pay the bills very good. (laughs) You know, like the chip is, I need to make money. Otherwise I won't be able to feed myself. Yeah. And then you start making money and like that part of that chip kind of falls off and it's Mm -hmm. not as big. So you kind of have to keep reinventing the chip on your shoulder and finding what that is. And I think sometimes, at least for myself, when I like don't have a chip on my shoulder is when like I'm worse at the worst at business, you know, Mm -hmm. like the chip can be a great motivator. Could be a great motivator. And it's like, when you're in between chips, it's, you know, maybe that's like the lull in your business and you're more like, you know, I would say, does that make sense? Yep. Like, yep, yep, yep. Like the chip will also go like ebbs and flows. But mm-hmm. I think the people who have a chip that is like can last for 30 years, mm-hmm. like those people can really like make like they are really successful, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, my mom said I couldn't do it. And then you make it and then they're like, well, that chip's gone. Right. But mm-hmm. instead of it's like you have something that can be a chip that lasts much longer. Yeah. Or I think there you have to rechip. Yeah. Because the bar will change. Right. But there's some people who like have the chip on their shoulder that like. Forever and ever. Yeah. Yeah. Those people are dangerous. Yeah. Watch out for those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, if you're in the comments or. DM us kind of what's been your chip on the shoulder, mm-hmm. all that, What you learned how you've failure. turned your nose and your failures into a chip on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. So, all right. What do you think, Ben? Is that, I think, think that we covered it? Pretty comprehensive. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you say that we didn't, I'm going to use that as a chip on my shoulder for the next... <laughs> Next time he needs to motivate you. What is the, if you disagree with me, that'll be a chip on my shoulder. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What? Uh, what's the origin of the phrase "chip on your shoulder"? I have no idea. You want to Google it quick, yeah. Ben? Somebody got a maybe. This accident. is a fun fact to end the podcast. Yeah. Uh huh. Act of being holding a grudge or grievance readily provokes. Let's see the origin. Origin. Chip on your shoulder refers to a practice seen in America during the 19th century in which boys boys spoiling for a fight would place an actual chip of wood on their shoulder before walking around belligerently daring others to knock the chip off. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) That's super interesting. I did not know that. Did not know that. Yep. That's there you go. Cool. Uh-huh. You want to come at me? I dare you. Yes. Yeah. I have this piece of wood on my shoulder. Be scared. Oh, yeah. You're going to win a marketing award? Let's go head to head. Yeah. Mono Let's see mono. how good your marketing is in the ring. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. With a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Come knock my chip off. Let's go. <laughs> That's like awesome. That. Now I know something. Learn something new Learn today. Learn something new today. So, guys, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, your chip is growing slowly. Challenge someone to knock the chip off your shoulder. Yep. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. See you guys.